right, welcome to episode 10, Pinnacle Leadership Podcast. Today, Chad and I want to talk about trust and trust in organizations, uh, what it looks like, the benefits of it, and the power of it. Uh, so, Chad, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. Actually, quite excited about this episode. And I guess, I guess I'll give a little, little set the stage of how we came up with this particular topic. Uh, you know, we're coming out of an election year. We're coming out of a global pandemic, hopefully, right? You know, <laughs> at the time of recording this, yes. we're, still, we're still technically in it. Um, but I just, I was looking back over last year, just thinking, wow, it was obvious how much distrust or the mm-hmm. lack of trust is in our, our different circles. And I just, I just felt like having a conversation about how do we build trust in an organization would be of value. Uh, it's, you know, I just see it. It's, it's just one of these attributes that if we don't trust the people around us, mm-hmm. I mean, what does that breed, right? It's paranoia. and It's a hostile world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I was just like, you know, we, we should do an, we should do an episode on, on what does trust look like within an organization uh, to narrow, narrow the scope down a little bit and, and see how we can add some value and what, what comes out of this. Uh, I kind of love these ability for us to sit down and talk through these and do a little research on it. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's what we're here to do on this episode. Oh, cool. So one of the pieces of information I saw kind of starting off with like the importance of trust in an organization, just to kind of give us the groundwork of why is this an important topic? And then we can talk about kind of the mechanics of what does trust actually look like in an organization. So uh, some of the research I found was um, studies indicating that um, um the behavioral integrity and is more profitable. That was a study done in 2003. We'll provide some links in the show notes as well. Um, that there's that organizations in which frontline employees trusted their senior leaders had a 42% higher return on shareholder investment. That was a study done in 2007. Um, so we see even effects to the bottom line of when an organization and employees say that they trust their leadership and each other, that that's improving the bottom line. Um, so that's you know one of the many reasons. Uh, another reason is we see employees retained. Uh, so a, a study done in 2009, uh, retaining employees of high trust organizations was 80%. So they've got their talent and they're keeping their talent. If that organization is a low trust organization, it's 42%. So I mean, the turnover, I guess doubles in a low low trust organization from 42% versus that 80% we're retaining our employees. And in retaining employees, you also get the chance to build trust, right? As employees work longer together, that trust is built. If there's a high turnover, I think it's harder to, to bring in that trust and even have a kind of consistent culture with a lot of turnover. So um, yeah, Chad, as I mentioned that, I'm curious if you have other facts or things you would add to that. Well, I just... I, I look at back over my career in the different organizations I've been part of. And, you know, those, those things you throw out is that, you know, the higher return in, in the employee retention is man, when, when you're part of a team that actually trusts that there's trust there, which, which means we're doing what we say we're going to do from the top down. I mean, things just happen, right? I mean, every, 
and as you were saying that I was even going back to like part of our big mission is to improve employee engagement. You know, if there isn't trust, there's a whole lot of side talking coffee, you know, break room talk, but that, you know, just building that culture of trust has such a huge impact on the overall effectiveness of from the, the CEO to the frontline worker. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I love that. And, and I think it's just a, a great, a great example of one, you know, one thing you can do to make your business, your, <clears throat> excuse me, your organization more functional is, is look at how you build trust. Mm-hmm. So as a reference, uh, this article also talks about mm-hmm. kind of they spotlight whole foods and they say, so how do we build trust essentially? Um, so one is, and, kind of the cool thing is this ties into some of our podcasts and even, you know, what are the mission values? We talked about that early on, I think episode three. So, but uh, the bullet points here are develop and articulate a higher purpose, builds trust, walk the talk. And we've seen that in personal integrity. Uh, Stephen Covey also talks about that. Have personal integrity, Uh, do what you say and say what you do. Um, Have teams everywhere uh, is another bullet point. Uh, Empower employees have transparent ethic communication, practice fairness, and create a culture of love and care. Um, so this, that's, you know, Whole Foods. Uh, that sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh, you know, what kind of stands out to you in that, Chad, and for building trust? And it's funny, I've got a couple articles I've pulled up from a guy, Michael Hyatt, for those who may or may not know. I'll link these posts in the show notes. And Gary Vaynerchuk they tie in as a very similar things what you just read off from whole foods is it's that you gotta be of integrity. Mm. You you just, you just have to be, and that that's a thing of trust. And, and it does, it all ties into this whole concept of employee engagement we're talking about and that, you know, the mission, the mission statement, mission, vision, values, part of a company Mm -hmm. and living it, you know, it's not, it's not just that thing that we put on the, the break room wall. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be just be part of the culture. Cause the, the worst thing we can do as leaders is to have a mission statement and some core values on the wall. And then forget about have, it. Never mention it again. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and then, then worse than that is then to do things that are in. Oh yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and that just, it just speaks into it erodes the integrity, which mm-hmm. then erodes the trust. And, and we always reference my um, Stephen Covey and you know, that, that to me ties into that, what he calls be loyal to the absent hmm. is, is if, you know, if somebody's not around, if they're absent and, and I, and mm. I speak, ill, I speak ill of them. Mm-hmm. To, I, I break the trust of the person I'm talking too about somebody else because then then when we leave that conversation that you've planted a seed in their head that wait a minute what do they say about me when i'm not around sure sure and, and all that just circles back to that you know trust is built off of integrity and and it, it does start with personal integrity do what you say you're going to do keep your commitments mm-hmm. own own your broken commitments mm-hmm. you know, i mean and that was something I, I think it was in this uh, article from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, let me, I think that was, 
uh, anyway, I'm not sure now just, you know, on the spot pulling up facts, but uh, I know it's in one of these articles I'll share is that, you know, I mean, do what you say you're going to do and, and come through. But when you don't. Yeah. When, well, when Stephen Covey do, does talk about that. That's one of his uh, ways to add into the emotional bank account uh, is to sincerely apologize when you've made a withdrawal. Like we sort of know when those withdrawals happen. And so to just own up to it and sincerely apologize. Yeah, I, I think that's key because that, that ties into vulnerability too is, you know, being the great work from Brene Brown is, you know, when you, vulnerability isn't weakness, it's actually courage. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I talk about that topic all the time, but it's just the more we see it as like, as a leader to build trust, you have to, you have to go out in front of, of those that you lead mm-hmm. and own your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing you can do is try to cover it up, right? right. That, that, right. that does not build trust. That is the direct opposite because then, then you, uh, you know, just look like you're, you're doing it for, um, you, you know, it's just completely dishonest to not, not own your mistakes, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah. So trust is important. We've talked a little bit, you know, there's studies out there that, that indicate it increases the bottom line. It helps retain employees. Um, I think, we, I, in our ideas, in our minds, we would say, of course, trust is important. Um, but in some of the situations uh, that maybe managing employees is challenging, let's say that there's, um, whether it's politics or a macro sort of environment that makes operating in your business a challenge, how, how, what are some practical things that we could do as a manager to uh, work with our employees to continue to build trust in these kind of, ch- in a challenge, again, a challenging environment of um, maybe it feels like the up, upper management doesn't have your back or even just macro trends where, you know, people are boycotting your business or something. Um, what are some ways that, that we could bring in that authenticity and, uh, and continue to build trust with our employees? Well, I, I think you know, we, we were talking about this earlier was, you know, one of the parts to that as a leader of that team, if you, you have that team grounded on the mission, vision, values of what that team, you know, the overall organization and what the, the functional unit within the organization is, is doing, then you as a leader, one of the key things of building that trust is giving, giving some freedoms. Mm. Like, hey, you, you're, the, you're the leader of this, this part of the project, you're the leader of that part of the project. Um, that, and that was proven in a lot of these things. One of the, the key things to building trust was giving and giving trust first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Giving them the freedom um, to, to go make little failures within the team. And I, I think that, you know, when a member of the team's given the freedom to go do something to challenge themselves without being micromanaged, that is huge for building trust in, mm-hmm. in that team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was one of the, the key things we, we ran across in this research was mm-hmm. one is the leader give without any strings attached. And, you know, some of that is in then giving the freedoms of people to go out, take chances, you know, fail as much as they can with it. And, and then that also in that culture you've built saying that, hey, if I make a mistake, I'm owning up to it giving the people the freedom to make mistakes, but you've also set the stage there 
that the expectation is if you if you come short on something you you own up to it it's not the end of the world matter of fact i i say we in that whole nother podcast probably is to talk about the celebration of failure um but there's accountability and yeah yeah Yeah. and i don't know the answer to this but i think another question is what happens how do we build trust in our team when we're managing our team when we have management saying um you know we want this report and no one wants to do the report uh in fact the manager doesn't want to do the report how do you know what is that authentic in that situation you know being authentic and living the values of the organization uh how what might that look like i guess i'm trying to describe sort of like when morale is a little low yeah no what comes up for me with that is that um you know as the leader of that taking a moment to 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 step back and i guess this applies to any challenging time in life career, <laughs> whatever is mm-hmm. all right, what are we actually here for mm. you know maybe we don't want to do this report or it seems outlandish um so step back what why is this report important mm-hmm. why does upper management need it what what how does it serve the overall organization and so it does bring up it's a lot of different scenarios in there and one of the the things um i'll bring uh, sorry i'm trying to find it in a pod in this one a blog post ah here it is um one thing that will come out of that and i love what gary vaynerchuk says is that share your honest perspective even if that means dying on your sword mm-hmm. um so it may be as a team, you sit back and say, what, what, what's the overall mission? What are we doing? And maybe in some cases, it's time as the leader to say, nah, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. one's, this one's worth dying on the sword for. Mm-hmm. If you, mm-hmm. if you guys have, if the work has been done to assess what's going on now, it might be the time to say as a, as a functional unit and organization, that doesn't serve the overall mission of the company. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And it's a time to, to step out as a, as a leader. And then you build the trust of the people with you that say, you have the confidence, you know what's going on to be our leader mm-hmm. and, and be able to make that tough call. This is a, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, that, that's one scenario that could come out of that situation is that uh, it, it, in order to build trust, even with that executive team, they're like, wait a minute, we do have people in our ranks Mm-hmm. That, that know what where we're really going mm-hmm. right? that, that knows the overall mission that knows how we're going to get there and they're willing and we've built the culture enough that that person's willing to really you know step, step out mm-hmm. and say no that that's not really going to serve us um, and i think uh i love that i mean that's sort of that even that culture of no or, or you know hey help me understand how this aligns with our values and making sure that that's in context. And I think that's one path and you know, this could shoot off a hundred paths, but a different path could be ultimately uh, having a hard time connecting the dots of like, I don't see how this fits, but the, but the execs want it and we got to do it. And, and I I think leading authentically in that could look like, um, 
you know, addressing how this affects, how this change affects each of us. Like, okay, we're going to have to fill out these reports. Um, that, that's a real change for us. And, you know, that's, that's a, a, our reality now, right? So like not minimizing that, that, that could be significant. Um, and then almost like taking the approach of like, hey, I don't understand this either. I'm struggling to understand this, but let's do the best we can to get these reports and really highlight what they are providing or what they, you know, why we don't think they make sense. And then let's continue, you know, I will commit if I'm the manager to making sure I'm communicating that with the execs of, hey, is this really providing the value that we want? Is this giving you the insights you want? If I have a personal opinion of like, I don't see how this fits. And I think through that evolution, there can be um, some understanding that's gained and like, okay, this does provide value or this really is giving us um, insights that the execs want. And so it starts to kind of fit and we can uh, hopefully come together as a team and at least as a leader uh, saying, this is how it fits and, and providing that, that leadership of giving the context uh, when maybe morale is a little bit low and the team doesn't want to do something. Yeah. No, I, I like that. That's what I said. Every one of these scenarios always has yeah, you know, yeah. so many different ways it could go. But, and, and that's, you know, building that trust within the team. And uh, there's another article written by another fellow Oregon coach of ours. Uh, I forget his, sorry, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. Don't have good, good enough notes right now. But, you know, he, he talked about the importance of, building trust as a leader is getting the team's input, you know, having that, building yeah. that two-way communication. Um, you know, some, and sometimes the leaders going to say, I, well, I value your input, your feedback on what we're doing. And then as a leader, you're open and honest back the other way. We're going to get all the input we can make the best decision with the input we have mm-hmm. as a team. We're all agreed to accept uh, you know, the decision that's made and, and, you know, as, as a leader, sometimes we, you know, we want people's input and we have to be open with them, you know, just because I don't go your direction doesn't mean I yeah. don't value yeah. your input. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, one thing I think that definitely erodes trust is, is I think uh, companies can be in this middle ground of um, the right thing to do is ask for input, but ultimately we're going to do what, what we're going to do. Uh, and I think that can leave employees feeling like, well, why did you ask for my input at all? Uh, you were just going to do what you were going to do and make the changes anyway. Um, and you know, we don't, this isn't good for us, the employee. Yeah. Well, and that's that transparency part. I mean, that's a big part of what has come up, you know, in, in this trust part is um, transparency. All we, you, Michael Hyatt talks about a cascading communication ladder is full transparency at every level, you know, to the point that you can't mm-hmm. yeah. some sensitive information that just isn't communicated at every level, mm-hmm. but as much transparency as you can all the time and, and always at the right timing as well. Right. And so as a leader, you have to say when, when we're going to release some, maybe it's some troubling news that goes out to the market, that information has to go to the, the functional leaders before it goes out to the market. Mm-hmm. Is it, right? Because the, the worst thing you can do within an organization is make an announcement to the public that affects middle management right. and yeah. have middle management find out about it from the public. 
Yeah. Now, yeah. now the trust within is is lost. Yeah. Yeah. Or that it, you know, right, it, trust. Absolutely, and and so it's you know it just I, I guess where we got into that was just that transparency part, right? When mm-hmm. we're t- when we're talking or we're asking for feedback from our our team, just be transparent what the end goal is. Like I want every little bit of feedback. I, I want all of you. I want mm-hmm. you. I mean, I think it's, and that's where we stand for is like really getting full engagement. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, and, and that's why this trust piece is important is people aren't going to be fully engaged if there isn't a, a good high degree yeah. of trust. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know that anything else has come to my mind. Uh, what would you add to this conversation? Well, I know that, um, the one, one thing again, from Gary Vaynerchuk's post, uh, that's big for me is, is whether you give trust or earn trust. Hmm. And the way he puts it is that he prefers to give trust up front, but he always works to earn trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that is so, so much more of an open kind of a, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty approach. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, you know, we, we did the work, we interviewed you, we got your background check. We know your, your, your uh, skill base, you're part of our team. We should trust you first. Mm-hmm. And, and then if we have to take some things away, if the trust is broken, but if we always start with that giving trust first, the team is going to be more willing to be engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And then and personally, if we know that we're working, always working to gain people's trust, our team's trust, right? We're going to give them trust, but then we're going to work to earn their trust all around us. And that comes from pers- the, you know, all the keys of personal integrity, all that kind of stuff. And, and I think that, that was just one that stuck with me because it's, it's just how I – I know how I operate is I like to trust people first. I think it's more friendly. It's more honest, right? We're mm-hmm. just conversation better. If we come into a conversation, not trusting the person, we're, we're thinking about what angle they're at, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that was, that, that's one that I, I, I'd like to add in there is, is just think about that. Are you giving trust or are you waiting for people to earn it and how, mm-hmm. how that leads you? Yeah, and there's a certain selflessness in that, in wanting to see, and I think as coaches, the reason we're in this profession is because we love seeing other people thriving and living their best life, whatever that looks like in in the workplace, personally. And so to see that, um, it's just so uh, exciting and what a privilege it is to be a part of that is in people's journeys, getting a little off track and how awesome I think coaching is. Um, yeah, so I think I lost my train of thought, but I guess trust, um, you were talking about, are you giving it or take, or, but there's the selflessness. That was my point. Sorry. Um, and it is sort of this, how can I help attitude? It's how can you succeed? And, uh, certainly in history, organizations haven't always done that with their employees. And that's why some things have evolved, but not only does it help the organization, but it helps the culture the people are happier, the employees are happier. It's richer um, engagement with the mission of the company. And then customers also, 
there's a richer um, connection, like to wanting to, you know, purchase goods from this company uh, when that trust is there, that authenticity is there, uh, the communication of what's going on with the company and the employees is there. Um, so that helps build trust even with, with customers. It's a good thing. I think uh, Warren Buffett said uh, something along the lines of um, trust is one of those things that's like air. No one notices it until it's not there. Mm. That's, that's, that's an amazing quote. And, and, and you're right. It's, it's, you just don't know it's not there until it's not there. And then, you, then, then the paranoia sets in, right? Like, yeah. Wait a minute. And, and I just, as you're kind of going through that, you know, the, the overall, and we're kind of cir- always like to s- circle back to where we started, you know, just the overall importance of trust in an organization and how you operate with your, with the clients that you serve. Um, you know, if, if you are building that culture within of trust, operate from trust, interact with trust, mm-hmm. um, then there's, there's very little dirty laundry ever to be found, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, and if you're like, oh, we we made a mistake. We come, we're quick to own our mistakes and acknowledge our, our mistakes. Um, that goes a long way mm-hmm. uh, in the outside world. And then, and then within the organization, you're like, Hey, this is always that trust is always the expectation. And yeah. The, yeah. Of it. And it, it just, it, it builds so much more and echoing, you know, the passion for coaching and, and even in our passion for leadership development within organizations. Cause I really see that as we improve the, always be improving the leadership within the organizations. That means the people, the people that leave the office in the afternoon, they go home in a better state of mind, mm-hmm. which means our communities have a better state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's just this, we spend so much time, uh, at the places where we work mm-hmm. that if that culture grows and fills us while we're there, we're able to go out and make our communities a better place. So, I mean, that, that's in my, my mind, how all of this is really important. This coaching within leadership uh, and this particular topic, building trust. If you're able to build a culture of trust within the organization, those people go out and start to build trust in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really caring about, uh, you know, other people, caring about their stories, how change could impact them, owning up to mistakes, apologizing, uh, personal integrity, and communication authentically with transparent and vulnerability as much as possible. Sounds like some key themes that, that we've pulled out here. Yeah. And, and it's in the, all those things, the, the big key part of that is it's always being all those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's become it's living a that. way of life. And, and that's just so key with any particular kind of topic we hone in on in these episodes. When you, you go back to how do you apply that? Well, you have to, you have to be it. Is mm-hmm. the thing, right? mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it feels like we're kind of wrapping this up and that might be a good place for us to, to conclude this podcast. Absolutely. Great. Cool. Thanks, Chad. Thank you.